Hey, good morning. It is Thursday. It is May 9th. I have been struggling to figure out how to lead off today because every story feels like a lead story. Um, but let's just jump right in headfirst. We're going to talk about William Barr being held in contempt of Congress and what does that mean? Donald Trump Jr. has been subpoenaed by a Republican-controlled committee in the Senate. So that's interesting. And third, we have to talk about the key takeaways from Donald Trump's tax returns. The New York Times published uh, an explosive article uh, exposing 10 years of Donald Trump and his taxes. Not only did he lose a bunch of his own money and his daddy's money, but he lost a lot of other people's money as well and took uh, advantage of the tax code on money that wasn't even his. Anyway, a lot of fraud there. We'll get to it. Here we go. First of all, uh, the there was a big debate earlier this week in the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, and as expected, the vote fell on party lines to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress, which basically doesn't mean shit. <laughs> it's a ticket, right? They're going to issue a citation. But you know who's in charge of prosecuting that citation? William Barr, <laughs> as the Attorney General. Um, if you'll remember, he didn't show up to testify. But more so than that, what 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 the Democrats are really concerned about is that Barr has blocked them from getting the unredacted Mueller report and has blocked them from getting uh, other, you know, the ev the underlying evidence that Mueller found, as well as the grand jury information. Uh, Barr has um, offered to give them a less redacted version of the report, claiming that should be good enough for them. Um, of course, the Democrats say no way. So what happens next? The full House has to vote on this resolution to hold in, in contempt. That's expected to pass. Then the citation will be given to the Attorney General's office to prosecute, which will probably not happen. And then next steps would be going to court. Um, so while that sounds very like disappointing, um, it's still it still sends a message, right? And you've probably heard Jerry Nadler all over uh, the news with the clip of him saying that this is a constitutional crisis. And in essence, it is. The the uh, The legislative branch is there to be an, a check uh, on the executive branch, and the executive branch is blocking them from doing their job at this point. So we'll just have to see what happens. All right, let's switch gears into Donald Trump Jr. We found out that uh, two weeks ago, the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee issued a subpoena for Donald Trump Jr. to come back in and testify. He testified a couple of times uh, about the 2016 Trump Tower meeting. He came in and said, uh, you know, that he that uh, he didn't tell his dad about it. He wouldn't have bothered, wouldn't have wasted his time with this meeting. Uh, then he said, um, you know, then when he was brought in again to testify, then he started changing his story a little bit and said, you know, oh, he only talked to uh, Paul Manafort, um, and uh, Kushner about the meeting, right? When asked if there was anyone else, he said, not not to my recollection. Well, in the Mueller report, they talk about uh, all of this. And uh, it says in the Mueller report that Trump Jr. announced at a morning campaign meeting that he had a lead on negative information about the Clinton Foundation. And this was just days before the Trump Tower meeting. Um, Rick Gates, who pleaded guilty in the investigation, uh, 
he told Mueller's team all about uh, this discussion. So they want to bring Junior back in and ask him to uh, testify again because what he testified to was contradicted in the Mueller report and they want to get to the bottom of it. The The president has responded by saying uh, executive privilege. It's like It's like he thinks he's... Harry Potter, and he can wave a magic wand and say, executive o privilege and this whole Russia thing goes away. But as you can imagine, that's not exactly how executive privilege works. Not to mention Donald Trump Jr. is a private citizen. He is not a government employee. So I think this argument is going to fall apart pretty quickly. Um, but that's what they're doing right now. Donald Trump Jr. is expected to either uh, come in and just plead the fifth and not answer any questions, or he may not show up at all. As you'll remember, daddy, his daddy has issued an order that no one is to comply with any of Congress's subpoenas. And um, yeah, I doubt that uh, Jr. will go against the Supreme Leader. Um, I am still kind of looking for what the real motive is here. I don't, I just can't trust a Republican, right? This is the first time we've seen a Republican kind of say, hey, I'm going to do my job. <laughs> um, as you can imagine, he's being attacked by his Republican colleagues in the Senate. Mitch McConnell saying, I guess he didn't get the memo that this case was closed. And other sources saying that um, that he's a fake Republican. Uh, they're talking about Burr, who is the Senate Intelligence Committee chairman. So you can see why uh, Republicans have been so uh, scared, I guess, to break ranks because they're going to get attacked by their Trump-supporting colleagues. So finally, let's jump into Donald Trump's tax returns. It's hilarious. If you haven't read the New York Times article, I highly recommend it. It's a a great uh, comedy. Firstly, um, when Trump wrote The Art of the Deal, his best-selling book in 1987, he was reporting $46.1 million in losses. That includes the $5.6 million he lost the year before. Uh, The IRS says that in 1985, there were only three individual taxpayers in the sampling that reported bigger losses than Mr. Trump. That's right. He was the fourth most broke person in the country uh, as he wrote The Art of the Deal. Amazing, amazing businessman, right? Um, It was actually multiple years where he lost more money than any other individual taxpayers. Um, So if you'll remember, he bought Eastern Airlines for $365 million, uh, totally lost all his money on that. I think it made less than $7 million. He opened the Trump Taj Mahal Hotel and Casino in 1990 with $800 million in debt. Um, basically, he was the most broke person in the United States multiple years in a row. He actually didn't pay any taxes at all, zero, for eight of the 10 years. Trump has since, you know, he's always bragged about how he can cheat the tax code system, right? And that he's, that's why he's such, he's such a smart man is because he's figured out how to get out of paying his taxes. And at the same time, he's arguing the people who are scamming the welfare system are the real problem here. The, all these people living on welfare. This comes from a man who brags about not paying his taxes for eight out of 10 years. So frustrating. 
So then uh, also he would go out and, and raise money. He's this, you know, high profile, supposedly very wealthy figure. He would go out and raise money from investors and then, of course, just take their money and never actually uh, make them any money. And then finally, um, on a more serious note, um, there's an interesting spike in 1989. His interest income was reported at $52.9 million dollars. But the source of this money is a mystery. So in the three years prior to 1989, he reported that he um, had like 460000 in interest. Then it went up to $5 million. Then the following year, it was like $11 million. And then 1989, suddenly, it jumps up to $52.9 million in interest income. Then suddenly... It fell. By 1992, he was reporting only $3.6 million in interest income. But there's nothing that explains that in there. So I think that that's kind of telling. Um, and, and that's not the only instance of unexplainable things happening in Donald Trump's tax returns. Yeah, that's the, the state of our nation. That's the U.S. and its territories for Thursday, May 9th. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you find this information valuable. If there's a question that you're dying to know, if there's something you'd like me to research, I am more than happy to do it for you. I'm in this stuff way too much as it is. So um, please fuel my bizarre addiction to uh, political news by asking some questions. Y'all know how to get in touch with me. I love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.